0: God bless you
1: as you listen. Hallelujah. Amen and amen.
2: God bless you and welcome to the Shepherd's Fold Restoration family. Uh, we're coming to you this morning with our times of restoration. Is that the name of the service? Times of restoration, and we are coming to you from the beautiful Shy Hills in the Great Accra region of Ghana. Amen. 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 In this church, Jesus is the one who is in charge, He is the great shepherd. This is his fold. We belong to his church, and I'm emphasizing again that he is the one who is in charge. We believe that as we lift up Jesus, souls will be won, lives will be transformed, needs will be met. And problems will be solved. I'm so happy to be a part of this family. I don't know about you. But bless the name of the Lord, everybody.
1: Hallelujah.
2: God bless you. I believe we're going to have a wonderful time in his presence. And I want you to determine that you will not leave here the same way you came in. Bow down your hearts and let us pray. We are grateful to you, oh God, for today we are blessed to be a part of this church family we know that we are not here by accident we are not here by chance but you designed that we should be here today on a morning like this to hear your word your word is power your word is light your word is like a hammer your word is like fire it plays different roles in our lives today we yield to the power of your word and we say father let your word accomplish the purpose for which you're sending it holy spirit without you the word will not come alive to us and this morning because you are the great helper himself we pray that You he will help us to grasp the import of the word that is coming our way may we be blessed by it i submit myself to you sweet spirit anoint my lips anoint these lips of clay and cause me to rightly divide your word of truth that it will minister grace and then blessing unto your people in Jesus mighty name let everybody say amen give Jesus another hand clap and you may be seated Mr. and Mrs. we are happy to see you We heard that there is a crisis on the moon because the honey is finished. One small visit you went to the moon. Look at the problem you've gone to create. We don't do that. If the others who had gone ahead of you had done what you have done, would you have had any honey to enjoy? May you never repeat such a thing and if you know how we can replenish the honey on the moon kindly let me know and i will inform those in charge amen turn your bibles with me to deuteronomy chapter 1 deuteronomy chapter 1 reading from verse 6 i'm continuing my sermon On the case for progress and advancement. This is part three. If you go home and they ask you, what did you learn in church? Tell them that the pastor presented the case for progress and advancement, part three. Deuteronomy 1, 6 to 7 When we were at Mount Sinai, the Lord our God said to us, You have stayed at this mountain long enough. It is time to break camp and move on. Somebody say, it is time to move on. Can you repeat it? It One more time. Look into the eyes of your neighbor, tell your neighbor, neighbor, in case you are not aware, it is time for you, yes, you, I mean you, to move on, hallelujah. So this is the word of the Lord that came to the people of Israel, that it was time for them to move on. What God was telling them was that it is time to progress and advance. Hallelujah. It is time to progress and advance. That means it is time to move forward. It is time to move onward. It is time to develop. It is time to continue. It is time to increase. It is time to improve. It is time to rise in importance. It is time to accelerate. Hallelujah. And God's declared purpose for us, ladies and gentlemen, is that we must progress and we must advance in all areas of our lives. Not just some areas, but in all areas of our lives. I believe that the most important area of our lives that we must see progress and advancement in has to do with our knowledge of Jesus, our relationship with him and our closeness to God. That as far as I'm concerned is the most important area of our lives where we must see progress and where we must have advancement. Hallelujah. Remember what Jesus said, what shall it profit a man? if he shall gain the whole world and yet lose his soul so what it means is that if all the other areas of your life are working you are progressing in those areas you are advancing in those areas but the most important thing that has to do with your relationship with god the most important thing that will secure your place in heaven, you gamble with it or you play with it, you would have lost everything. How many can understand what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you? So that is the most important area. But of course, there must be a balance and we must give good attention to all the different areas of our lives. And so in progressing and advancing, We must progress and advance in our knowledge of Jesus, in our understanding of the scriptures, in our spiritual lives, in our holiness and purity, in our service to God, in our giving. We must also progress and advance in our finances, in our jobs, in our businesses. If you are in school, every term you are number forty-five. Meanwhile, or meanwhile, in your class, you are 48. So you and your best friend in the class, Emmanuel Boyson, you alternate between the position 45 and 46. If you are not 45, Emmanuel Boyson is, is 45. So your best friend, hmm? your best friend in life, wouldn't you know, musical chairs, position 45, and position 46. My friend, this year, your position has to change. Yeah. This term, I'm expecting you to one 20. That's what progress and advancement is about. Eh? Like one political party said, we are moving forward. You see, so from number 25, then you move to twenty then position 15, then position 10. Then next time we hear of you, you will be number one in your class. Is it possible? Because God is going to cause you to progress and advance in your life. Hallelujah. I think you can clap your hands again for Jesus. And so to appreciate why we must progress and advance, I set out some weeks ago to make a case for progress and advancement. I I told you a number of things. The first one is that progress and advancement is part of God's original design for man. Now, by the way, there's a reason why I summarize my sermons before I move on to to the next point. I beg your pardon. The reason is that there are those who may be hearing the sermon for the very first time. And so it helps them to get, you know, the the train of thought and what is being ministered. Then the other reason is that I know that many of you easily forget what you heard before. You may actually write down the notes and all of that, but very... Well, I'm hoping that situation will change because you progress and advance in that. But I don't think that a lot of you go back to your notes and refer to them, you know, before you come to church again the next Sunday. And so when we we summarize and we cap what was preached before, it helps you to form in line and then get to understand what we are doing and get to grasp the next thing that we are going to share with you. So it's not because I don't have a lot of things to say. This message, I can stay on it for one year. Say me, we. Yeah, but I shall not. All right. So for the case for progress and advancement, I'm ending today. So what is the case? Remember that case means arguments, reasons, and facts supporting something. So the case for progress and development has to do with the arguments, the facts, and the reasons why we must progress and why we must advance. And the first point is that progress and advancement is part of God's original plan for mankind. Number two, when men resisted the plan of God to progress and advance, God reacted speedily. And that's when we heard about the story of the people who set out to build the Tower of Babel. They were rebelling against God's instruction to fill the earth and to replenish the earth. So God reacted speedily. Then the third point or reason or argument to support why we must progress and advance is that whenever God chooses an individual or a group of people for a purpose, whenever God uses anybody, whenever he visits somebody, one of the net results is that there is progress and advancement. So I explain to you take the word of god somebody is preaching with me i like that if you take the word of god and you run through it people that god chose people whom god used people whom god visited you will recognize and see that there was progress and there was advancement in their lives how did the progress and advancement manifest itself through the blessings the blessings that God bestowed upon the people. Through the blessings, you can see that their lives progressed and advanced. Another way you could tell the progress and advancement is that they became great. They became famous. They were greatly honored because God used them for something. Then another way that you see the progress and advancement is in the great things that God used them to achieve or accomplish. So we are making the point that anybody God chooses, anybody God uses, anybody God visits, that person invariably ends up progressing and advancing. And that is why I am convincing you through this sermon that because God is choosing you for great things this year, because God has identified you for great things this year, because God is going to use you for great things this year, you cannot help but progress and advance in your life and in every area of it. If you are the one I am addressing, can I hear your loudest amen? Amen. Shout your amen like thunder. Hallelujah. To buttress the point, we looked at different people whom God chose or God used or God visited. We've looked at Abraham. We've looked at Isaac. We've looked at Jacob. And last week we looked at Joseph. Now I want us to move on and look at another person, Moses. Exodus chapter 3 verse 7 to 10. Exodus chapter 3 verse 7 to 10. The case for progress and advancement part 3. I'm reading from the New Living Translation of Exodus chapter 3 verse 7 to 10. Then the Lord told him, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I am aware of their sufferings. I want you to understand that God is aware of any pain that you're going through. And this year, he will relieve you of that pain. He will bring you out of that crisis. He will turn the situation around for you. He will turn your mourning into dancing. Your weeping will endure for a night, but your joy will come in the morning. He will wipe your tears away. And he will put laughter on your lips and a new song in your mouth. In Jesus' name. So I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. It is a land flowing with milk and honey. The land where the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites and Jebusites now live. Every Canaanite in your life, every Hittite, every Amorite, every Perizzite, every Hebite, every Jebusite who is worrying you and disturbing you. God is neutralizing all of them out of your life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. It continued. God said, look, the cry of the people of Israel has reached me. And I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abused them. May every form of abuse in your life end. From wherever. Any area of your life where you are suffering abuse, it is ending from today. Your husband will not beat you anymore. Neither will you beat your husband anymore. Because the beating, it can go either ways. Hmm? There are some men who beat. And there are some women who beat beat. But this year God is rescuing you from every kind of beating.
1: Hallelujah.
2: Any me do Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people Israel out of Egypt. Can I have an Amen? Moses was born when the people of Israel were in Egypt. He ended up becoming the son of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt's daughter. And so he was raised in the palace and he grew up as the prince or as a prince of Egypt. When he was about 40 years old, he killed somebody. He murdered an Egyptian. And when he realized that it was public knowledge, he fled to Midian, where he ended up serving in the house of Jethro. Jethro was a priest in Midian. So he ended up there, 40 years of age, And he took care of Jethro's flocks, his sheep. And so the prince of Egypt became a shepherd in the wilderness. He ended up in the desert. And that was the life that he lived. Forty years. For 40 years, this was his life taking care of sheep in the desert. 40 years. I am sure that his life became very monotonous for him. Very boring. Because every day he had to repeat the same routine. Get up, organize the sheep Take them to the wilderness to grace. Bring them back. Wake up the following morning. Do the same thing. For 40 years. It was a dull life. Perhaps boring life. The same routine over and over and over again. Nothing new to anticipate. Nothing great to look forward to. Perhaps waking up in the morning was a very difficult ordeal for him. And some of you listening to me, present here today or watching online, perhaps that is how your life is. It's a boring life. It's a dull life. It's a monotonous life. I can imagine that for some of you when your eyes open your response is hey you ask yourself those questions and you wish that you didn't have to go to work you wish that you didn't have to get out of your bed why? because your life has become a life of meaningless routine boring dull nothing to be excited about this year by the grace of God new life is coming to you God is taking that old life of yours and is going to bring purpose and direction into it in the name of Jesus Two things are likely to happen to you this year, and I'm prophesying. Number one, the same thing that you've been doing for the past few years, God is going to breathe new life into it. And you're going to have a new purpose and a new direction for the same thing that you've been doing over and over again. If it's your prophecy shout, I receive it. The other thing that is going to happen is that God is going to take you out of something that you've been doing all these years without much progress, without much advancement, and he's going to usher you into something completely new. That is where you'll find your purpose. That is where you'll find your direction. If that prophecy is for you, can you shout and respond and say, I receive it. Clap your hands and bless the name of Jesus. 40 years, this was the life of Moses. Till one day his life changed. Do you know that it takes just one day for your life and your destiny to change? Sometimes it takes even hours or minutes or seconds. Your life, your destiny can change forever. So watch out for what God is going to do in your life this year. Expect And anticipate that something great will come your way this year. That will cause you to truly progress and advance in your life. Lift up your right hand and shout, I believe it. It was a normal day, a typical day for Moses. He went with the sheep to the desert and to the wilderness. And he saw something that he had never seen before. He saw a bush that was burning. But it wasn't getting burnt. Because usually, when fire falls into a bush, you can see signs that the thing is burning. It becomes dark. It becomes black. And it will burn out. And then after a while, it will stop. But this bush was burning. The fire wasn't going down. And the bush, though it was burning, it was not burning. He said, Mewo. I've never seen anything like that in my life before. So he went to check it out. And that is when God spoke to him. And God told him, that Mose, I have plans for you. For 40 years of your life, you've been taking care of sheep in the desert. I'm going to change that boring life of yours. And I'm going to use you to do something that you've never foreseen or imagined for yourself. I'm going to make you a savior of my people. Because Moses is a type of Jesus, the Messiah. He said, I'm going to use you to rescue my people of promise from their bondage and captivity. And I'm going to carry them under your leadership and under your watch. From the land of slavery and bondage, I'm going to take them to a new place, to a promised land, to a land flowing with milk and honey. Forty years, his life was dull, boring, monotonous. But in an instant, that life of his changed forever. And he ended up with a meaningful life. He ended up with a purposeful life. And he experienced progress, and advancement in his life can i declare emphatically to you this morning that what god did with moses he would do with you he would take you out of a monotonous life a meaningless routine and usher you into a life of purpose a life of direction a life of excitement a life of progress and a life of advancement if you believe it shout, i hear you Clap your hands for the Lord, somebody. Anybody God chose, anybody God used, anybody God visited, you will notice a pattern. That person progressed and advanced. We just finished talking about Moses. Let's look at another person, Rahab. Now, the reason why I'm taking my time and running through these different characters is because by all means one or some or all of them will resonate with you. Because the stories, you may find out that it is actually the story of my life. So that you can believe that God is trying to get your attention and get you to believe and understand that 2022 is the year when you will break forth. You will move forward. You will advance. You will accelerate. You will progress and you will advance. Shout hallelujah. Joshua chapter 6 verse 25. Joshua 6 25. New living translation as usual. So, Joshua spared Rahab the prostitute and her relatives who were with her in the house. Because she had hidden the spies, Joshua sent to Jericho. And notice, and she lives among the Israelites to this day. Amen. Rahab. Rahab was a prostitute. Living a dishonorable life. A life of reproach. A life of humiliation. A life of shame. That was her life. A life where she had to service every Tom, Dick, and Harry, provided they could pay. That was her life. I don't know why her life was like that, but that was her life. Never be quick to judge anybody. Because you may never know what put that person in that position. Well, be quick. Never be a mumbo a hurry to judge a To write be off. Because you do a know what puts the to write that position because in that place. You will never the person in you position seen what the place. You will never know. Perhaps Perhaps if you had met what the person met. Perhaps if you had encountered the challenges that the person encountered, you may have done worse. So tell your neighbor, take your time. And don't judge me. Because you don't know my story. Clap your hands for the Lord. were just about to enter the promised land and they were going to assess it through Jericho now before they went in Joshua sent spies two to go and spy out the land for the life of me I don't know how they ended up in the house of a prostitute I doesn't know. I don't know what they went looking for. Your guess is as good as mine. It's a message. But that's where they ended up. And for some reason, she was kind to them. They it's a is a She's a kind woman. <laughs> <laughs> But she was kind to them. And at a point, she could have given them up, but she did not. She helped them, she saved them. And she lied in order to protect them. But before the spies left, She made them promise her that because she had been kind to them, they should remember her. Because the people in Jericho had heard about them, that these guys are coming. Everywhere they have passed through, there have been chaos and confusion. So they knew that they were going to be destroyed and annihilated. But she pleaded for herself and she pleaded for her relatives. And so when that day came, and Joshua and the armies of Israel entered Jericho. They remembered the promise that they made to her. They saved her and saved her family and she ended up becoming a part of them. She lived among them for the rest of her life. Hallelujah. God changed her destiny. That's what happened to her. Whatever shameful life whatever dishonorable life whatever evil life you are experiencing currently that saith the spirit of the Lord to you this year there will be a change of levels may God take every dishonor every shame every humiliation, every rejection, every cruelty out of your life. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Something is changing from today. There's a song we sing. Miracle
1: worker, you are a miracle worker. Come and do a miracle, a miracle today. Come and do a miracle, a miracle today
2: I like the second part
1: Destiny changer, you are a destiny changer Come and change a destiny, my destiny today Come and change my destiny, my destiny today. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You are a destiny changing God. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. Her name is Yahweh. Miracle-working, God, your name is Yahweh.
2: Who says God has stopped the business of changing destinies? Who told you that? He hasn't stopped and he doesn't intend to stop. He is still in the business of changing destinies. And no matter how low you have sunk, no matter how horrible your life may be currently, no matter what they have said about you and what they have said to you, God says I should inform you that he still changes destinies and he still changes life and you are next in line for a destiny changing encounter with God. Shall I receive it? Not only did Rahab end up living amongst them but her destiny was so greatly changed that she became an extraordinary person. Let me show you something. Matthew chapter 1 verse 1. This is a record of the ancestors of Jesus, the Messiah, a descendant of David and of Abraham. So, the beginning of the gospel according to St. Matthew starts by running through the genealogy of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That is, it started tracing his ancestors, tracing his roots, where he came from. So, it's describing the tree of Jesus' ancestry. Now, I can't go through all, so let me with your kind permission, jump to verse 4. There are powerful names here. So those of you who are still looking for names for your children or your children's, please, there are options here for you. Hallelujah. Debbie and Liz, start looking at these names. You may be surprised at what God will reveal today. Ram! It's a name. Somebody say it's a name. Was the father of Amina Dab say another name? The short form of Amina Dab is Amina. Amina Dab was the father of Nashon. Nashon was the father of Salmon. Salmon is the name of a fish. So please, if you call your son Salmon. He will never forgive you for the rest of his life. Because it will not be easy for him in, in school. So please, jump that name, Salmon. And let's move on to another name. Salmon was the father of Boaz. So if you give birth to a son who is very plump and big, you can call him Boaz. Now, there is something that I want to see. I want you to see whose mother was who his mother was hula now in verse 1 i told you that we are looking at the genealogy or the tree the family tree of our lord and savior that is the human family tree of our lord and savior jesus christ so the earlier verses start with you know abraham this that 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 and all of that now we get to a place and they mention a name Boaz, and then something changes in the way the genealogy is given now a woman is mentioned for the first time
1: <laughs>
2: because if you look at it according to the customs of the jews when you are tracing the genealogies you don't talk about the women But for the first time, the tradition was broken. Because the Bible wants to make a point about somebody. I said the Bible wants to make a point about somebody. May God cause protocols to be broken because of you. Shall I receive it? Whose mother was Rahab? Now for you to really understand it, I'm continuing. Boaz was the father of Obed. Then there's another woman who is mentioned, whose mother was Ruth. Another person whose destiny was changed. So it looks as if God was interested in these women. Obed was the father of Jesse. Jesse was the father of King David. David was the father of Solomon. And so King David's great-great-great-great-grandmother was Rahab the prostitute. Jesus is called the son of David and it was through that line that Jesus came and so God so greatly changed the destiny of Rahab that she was brought out of this honor into great honor she became a relative of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ clap your hands and bless the name of Jesus May God do something similar for you From a dishonorable life May he usher you into A honorable life From a life of shame May he usher you into A life of celebration From a life of rejection May he usher you into A life of acceptance From a life of being Disregarded May he usher you into a life of being Celebrated From a life of being a nobody. May he usher you into a life of becoming a somebody.
1: May that be the story of your life. Shout, I receive it three times. Two. Three. Clap your hands and celebrate Jesus.
2: Whenever God chose somebody, whenever God used somebody, whenever God visited somebody, it resulted in the person experiencing progress and development in his life. We just spoke about Rahab. Let's move on to another fellow. His name, David. First Chronicles 29 verse 28, King James Version. God is doing something in somebody's life right now. Yeah. I just felt it in my felt it in my spirit. God is doing something in somebody's life right now. There, there, there is a rearrangement going on. There is a repositioning going on with you. It is like you're being lifted out of something and you're being positioned into another thing. It's just that this other thing that you are being positioned in is a great thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing. It's an amazing thing. Receive that your prophecy in the name of Jesus. May it be you. 1st Chronicles 29:28. And he died. This is David. In a good old age. Full of days. Riches. And honor. And Solomon his son. Reigned in his stead. Simple this. It is describing how David ended up. A good old age. Full of days. Riches and honor. One of the definitions of to advance. Means to grow or rise up into importance. To a great rank or status in your life. And this is what happened to David. You see the mistake that we often make. When we look at people who are successful who have done well, who have prospered, and who have made it. We look at them and we think sometimes that that is how it began for them. That they were born with a silver spoon in their mouths. But that is not how it is for everybody. There are some people who make it by virtue of inheritance. And so, if you are born in the house or in the home of the queen of england agbena finish complete what born said the you are settled for life but not everybody has that privilege not everybody is born into such a family there are also those who I don't know what is following them. Everything is set for you to prosper and do well. <laughs>
1: we'll
2: now land you where you do not expect to be. May God deliver us from all such situations. But this David, that I just read about, he was not born with a silver spoon in his mouth. He was the last born of his father's eight sons. They were all boys. At a very young age, he was sent into the wilderness, a very dangerous place, to take care of his father's few sheep. How do I know it was a dangerous place? Because lions and bears used to play there. Do you remember that one day he told the story of his life? How one day he was taking care of the sheep and a lion appeared and a bear appeared and he slew them. Do do you recall hearing something like that? It means that where he used to take them out to, to graze was a dangerous place. I don't know what problem his father had with him. I don't know. What's the name of your second son? Nathan. Can you imagine that Nathan, your second son? Okay, let's say you're going to have five children. Why are you saying amen for the fellow? Why won't you allow him to say amen for himself? It's the love of the brethren. <laughs> so your last son, you called him Boaz. <laughs> then this Boaz, you decide to send him to a place where lions and bears hang out that's what Jesse David's father did to him I don't know why because it was a very dangerous place he could have ended up becoming dinner or lunch for a lion and if you love your son you will not send him to such a place that was his life as a young man. One day a great prophet came to his home. The prophet Samuel on assignment. And they organized a buffet lunch. Eat all you can. And you the next time they invite you to such a place, men pray. Because when, when when you go with the plate to serve yourself, there is no need to heap it full like Mount Afajato. And when you do that, they'll say you're a bushman. Take your time. Because the idea is you can go and go. Unless, of course, there are some ones that they say it's a buffet, but it's not correct. <laughs> we call once no It's a do or die affair. That is, my heart will fall inside my stomach. table no. But if it's a correct one, take your time. Am I helping somebody? I'm helping you because people have been insulting you. You've been doing that thing for a very long time. I want them to stop insulting you. That's why I'm advising you. Somebody say, thank you, pastor. They organized dinner for Samuel. But David was not invited. He was not invited to the party. Because if a great person has come home, and is trying to have audience with everybody in the family everybody in the family should be there at a point Samuel asked for the sons of Jesse nobody went to call David he presented seven as though the last one was not a son eventually they went to get him but if they could get him later on, they could have gotten him earlier on. They didn't invite him. Samuel had come to anoint one of the sons of Jesse to be king. When Samuel saw Eliab, the firstborn son, I just said, Look at his muscles. Look at his biceps. Look at his Look at his triceps. This must be the Lord's anointed because God wanted to replace Saul as king. And so, when Samuel saw Eliab and he saw his muscles and his interst- intestines, no, muscles. It's muscles. Is that not so? Yeah. yeah. So, it's called muscles, it's not called intestines. Then, what you are calling intestines, they are called veins. Why? Hey, today, I'm helping some people, who, I'm helping you, here. When Samuel saw, he said that this is the lost and God said, "Ask him to go out." <laughs> Aminadab came. They said, "You to go out." The third son came. Said, "Find somewhere to pass." All the seven were rejected. Then Samuel said, "I heard correctly. It cannot be that I made a mistake. There is somebody who is supposed to be here who is not here." And
1: then they said, "Ah."
2: may people say uh, where you are concerned I said may people say uh, where you are concerned in the name of Jesus he was left out he was not included he was not counted in they had forgotten about him have they forgotten about you before in your life It's like whether you are there or whether you are not there it doesn't make any difference. There are some people, when they are present, it is like they are absent. Because nobody notices them, nobody recognizes them, nobody acknowledges them. David was like that. That he was a career of a great destiny. And although men rejected him. God had a different plan for his life. I'm announcing to you today. That rejected by men. Accepted by God. That will be the story of your life in this year 2022. Shall I receive it? Accepted by God. That will be your story. Who be one who said who could be a yeah see more? Yeah, qua wound could be. Yeah, bow maybe. Say ye fry and fra. See a family meeting are ye invited. But that situation will change. Because God will cause you to progress and advance in a way that people can no longer ignore you in this life. They've been ignoring you for some time, is that not so? You watch and see, that situation will change for you. They cannot ignore you any longer. They thought you were a loser. They thought you were a non-entity. They thought you would not amount to much. They thought that nothing good will come out of you. They thought that you were a failure. They thought that you will never make it. They thought that you will never advance. They thought that you will never progress. But God had a different plan for you. And that plan will come to pass this year. Shall I receive it? I thought I was finishing today. But my time is up. Are you in a hurry to finish this series or I can continue? I heard the story of Reinhard Bonnke, one of the greatest evangelists who has ever walked the earth. He has a sermon that he preaches from zero to hero. And anytime he preaches that sermon, he tells the story of himself. Ten years he was in age when he heard the voice of God that he was going to become a preacher, a pastor. In excitement, he ran to his father who was a pastor. And he embraced him. Said, daddy, 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 God has spoken to me that I'm going to be a pastor. His father said to him, forget it. What did his father say to him? Forget it. He said, "You are not the one, brother." So who do you be? Beadia, I can't. He said, "Brother, mm? here, inherit, Aha, uh-huh, succeed." And don't know, may can succeed. And then you, to me, brother, back on. I adia, His father said to him, "Your eldest brother will be my successor, not you." Why? Because his elder brother was very good in school. He was very good in math. But opana, <laughs> And his father didn't want somebody who can do hard mass, board mass, quadratic equations to uh, succeed him. He said, no, 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 not you. Your brother will. And so he was described as a zero. Now that's a very painful word, a word to be used to describe you. Zero. It just said, We are shit. We are zero. But
0: <laughs>
2: you are nothing. Nothing. Little did they know that zero was going to end up as a hero one of the greatest evangelists that the world has ever seen at one time he described how from Nigeria alone in a particular year when they put all the decision cards together more than 38 million people had taken a decision to serve Jesus Christ that was the zero who became a hero because God caused him to progress and to advance by changing his destiny. That will be the story of your life in Jesus' name. Clap your hands unto the Lord, rise to your feet and let us close. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You may be here today or you may be watching me. And without any doubt, God has spoken to you. And God is trying to do something new in your life. God wants to change your destiny. Take you out of a sudden life. Of pain, of sorrow, a meaningless life, a purposeless life. And make something beautiful out of it. That happens when you accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. It's just the beginning of a new year. But how can you think of going on without taking the most important decision of your life? To accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want to give you an opportunity to do that. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed, you want to surrender your heart to Jesus. You want to receive him as Lord and Savior, wherever you are. Forget about anybody standing by you, what they think, what they are imagining. But if you want to give your heart to Jesus, wherever you are, can you lift up your right hand and I'm going to pray for you. God bless you. You may be watching. You may be watching. you want to say pastor pray with me I want to accept Jesus as my lord and savior I want that destiny changer to step into my case and change my life I want my destiny that destiny that is taking me to hell be changed into a destiny that will land me in heaven pastor please pray with me and if your hand is lifted I want you to say this prayer with me and wherever you are that you are watching me say this prayer with me say heavenly father This morning, morning, I come to you you just as I am. am. Oh God, God, please forgive me me for all my sins. sins. Let the blood of Jesus Jesus cleanse me me from all my sins. From From today, today, I give my heart to Jesus. Jesus, And I receive him him as my Lord Lord and my Savior. Savior. For the rest of my life, I will serve him him and I will follow him. him. Oh God, God, please write my name name in the book of life. life. Make my life life beautiful beautiful and glorious glorious. to the glory of your your name. name. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.